Let's get it. Welcome to Grizz Talk. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up, what's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm really trying to be good. I'm honestly really defeated about how the past two Utah games have gone. By the way, those of you listening, we are recording this right before the Portland Trailblazers game on Wednesday night, so I apologize. We will not have that. But we have lost two games in a row out in Utah. This West Coast trip continues. Cooper, I know there's a lot that you want to say about defense, Dylan Brooks, so on. I'm going to let you start um, with our defensive prowess or lack thereof. Yeah, it's definitely lack thereof. Just to give you some fun stats, because you know I love some stats. Uh, We're 28th in defensive efficiency. We're 30th in opponents' points per game. Uh, our opponents have 25.7 assists per game, which is 20th. Uh, we're 20th in opponents' paint points per game with 52. Uh, 56% effective field goal percentage, which is 28th in the league. Uh, and these are all for our opponents. And then 37.5% from three, which is 23rd. Uh, 55.8% from two, which is 27th. And then overall 48.1 field goal percentage, which is 25th. And then uh, we're also 28th in three, uh, three-point field goals attempted per game uh, at 38.4. Um, and our opponents make 14 and a half of those, which is also 28th in the league. So, yeah, those just was minding my own business, just looking at some stats. And then I noticed that the Grizzlies were always at the bottom of every stat. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with why we're losing some games right now. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone knows that it was going to be a struggle without Jaron Jackson Jr., but – I'm sorry, like that excuse needs to be thrown out the window right now because Jaron Jackson coming off a major foot injury is not going to be able to walk in and immediately fix this. And I don't want that pressure on him coming back to have the pressure of fixing the entire defense. Um, You can pull so much from those stats you pulled. By the way, those were absolutely fantastic. But the three-point percentage is what stood out to me. You're this sample size is big enough where people aren't just shooting the peel off the ball. It's because they're wide ass open every time they get a three point look. And another thing that was concerning on the offensive end, switching gears real quick is we only had 14 assists against Utah on Monday. And that is one of our biggest stats um, that we're known for and having 14 assists, just unacceptable. Fun, fun fact for you. So I have the three losses here with some of the box scores. Every single game that we have lost this year uh, in Mavericks game, they had 23 assists. We only had 20. In the first Jazz game, they had 30 assists. We had 24. And then this last loss to the Jazz by 16, they had 26 assists. We had 14. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that's going into this. Um, and, like, I love how you said the Jaron thing because I, I was about to come with it. Jaron Jackson does not solve all these problems. I'm sorry. He's not five people at once. He can't guard the perimeter and guard our paint. We're giving up 28 uh, – yeah, we're 27th in paint points given up per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaron has to do that. He can't stop the three, too. It's yeah. – like – and I know people say this all the time, but this is a problem with our rookies, and I'm not blaming them solely. But when you play rookies in a lineup that last year had DeAnthony Melton, who's a great on-ball defender, Kyle Anderson, who was a great on-ball defender, um, shoot, Zaire was – not bad at being on ball. And Dylan, obviously, we'll get to him later. Those are four guys that played really well on ball. And you also have Jaron Jackson Jr. that can swat everything that he wants down low. We have rookies in place of all of those right now. Exactly. It's not working as well. 
Exactly. And unfortunately, we'll have to get to David Roddy later as well. Um, but yeah, the defensive thing is real. Santi Aldama, I don't know what his numbers exactly are, but I'm sure he's not the best on the defensive end. I love how you brought up Kyle Anderson and D-Melt as well, because those guys were steel guys. And a lot of our uh, defensive statistics were really boosted by the amount of turnovers and steals we got last year. And they just haven't been there like they have been last year. Yeah, and just to reiterate the steals, because we are just a tip ball or a steal away from having two points at the other end. In this mm. game, uh, this game that we just lost to the Jazz by 16, we only had 10 fast break points. Mm. Uh, and then go back to the game against the Mav, only 16 fast break points. Jack, we're, we're literally not even doing the one thing we're good at. Like, we're coming into this season talking about how, oh, the new rules were the takedown rules. Those are gone now. The Grizzlies are going to be able to get out and run. Not if we can't stop anybody. Nope. Like, if we're having to bring the ball in from inbounds every play because they're scoring every play, we can't do anything that we're good at. And at the end of the day, I understand the Grizzlies still feed off the paint. And then right. Jaw's going to kick it out to an open three. That's how our offense works. So, obviously, we're going to score more paint points. But when you're giving up against the Mavs, 39 threes, which was six more than you, the Jazz in the first game, 44 threes, which was 17 more than you, and then this last Jazz game, 47 threes, which was 21 more than you. And like you already said, half of those are wide open. Yep. You're not winning ball games playing like that. No. It's just it's just not going to happen. And the thing is, I, I'm so sick of hearing everybody calm down. You know, we started nine and 10. No, I, I'm not going to calm down. I'm sorry. This isn't the same team. Like we're yeah. a 56 win team last year. We're playing three rookies in our rotation right now. This is nowhere close to the same team. In my opinion. Yes. John Moran's been magnificent, but Jaron Jackson out is huge. And we saw, did people forget what Jaron looked like at the end of uh, the year, the last Valanciunas year when he came back and was trying to fit in. Yeah. He, he struggled, and it makes sense. It's a seven-footer coming off a foot injury. You expect that. But the fact that he's going to walk in and just, you know, be an all-NBA defensive first-team guy, we really don't need to be counting on that and have that pressure on him. Thank you. And it's also one of these things that we're out – we don't have Zaire for another month, and you already hit on Jaron. LaRavia is missing with some illness right now. Uh, the we, Zaire we thing Danny Green. Mm -hmm. The Zaire yeah. thing is getting bigger and bigger by the day because yeah. this is it's getting you and I talked about this off air the other day. It's getting a lot like the Jaron thing a couple years ago. They're not letting out much and they're just kind of sweeping it under the rug and hoping nobody notices. Exactly. But like Dylan, those are those Dylan, Danny Green, Zaire, Jake Laravia and Roddy are basically all the guys you're looking at to be the wing defenders. I hate to break it to people. Uh, we only get to see one of those, really. And yeah. uh, he's ass cheeks at playing on ball de defense. Mm -hmm. Like, I I'm sorry. I I'm at the point, and you, you know I love Dylan, but I'm at the point where he's not doing a damn thing to help you win ball games. If anything, we've lost three games since he's been back. Mm hmm or, well, he, he didn't play in the Mavs game, so I apologize. We've lost two of the games since he's been back. It Stop acting like he's the savior of this team, too, because I hate to break it to y'all. His own ball defense is butt cheeks right now, too. So we have nobody on this team who actually just knows how to play defense right now, and it's it's not going to get better. I, I think the David Roddy thing, I, I've really felt bad for, for his start. Uh, I'm not yeah. – we're – 
obviously we're not making some type of sweeping judgment about him as a player. We've seen, what is it like eight games now? So I'm not out or in on David Roddy. I think he's the most NBA ready out of the rookies, but he just has not shown it. He played 29 minutes on Monday and went 0 for 8 from the field, 0 from 4 from 3. Do you have any sort of thoughts on David Roddy and how he's been to start this season? Yeah, and I I think the first Jazz game that we lost by one, I think he gave you like double-digit points off the bench, maybe like six or eight rebounds. I don't remember the exact numbers, but then – you go to the next game and he has what you just said, 0 for 8 from the field and I think like 26-something minutes. So he played a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of up and down. And you and I both talked when we drafted that guy. He looked the most NBA-ready. He has the most NBA-ready body. He's probably the most versatile. His shot's just not there right now. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he's got to learn. He, he's kind of in – and I'm <laughs> I'm not going to call him this guy, but he's getting into that realm of where he just goes in to get his FGAs. We don't need that. The team doesn't need you – like, if, if you miss the first few and you understand, all right, I ain't got it tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see you shoot eight. <laughs> like, yeah. minim, minimize the O for whatever and swing, 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 swing. Or, hey, I'm going to take you off the dribble, get to the free throw line. Like, there's just so many things that you can do. And I think, he's A, he's a rookie, so there's going to be a learning curve. But there's also going to be a lot of up and down. Um, there's a, There's been moments – where we can see the NBA ready type of in Roddy, but there's also been those moments that you're like, golly, we're playing a rookie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And of course the one bright spot is the one bright spot is always, I mean, John did have 37, five and four on 12 of 18 yeah. shooting, which is absolutely ridiculous, but it, it has to be somebody else to come with him. I, I get that Zaire is out Jaron's out. I believe we did have another player uh, out on Monday. Who Bain. was? Yeah, Bain. Yeah, Dez. Because that was huge. Once Dez is not there to shoot yeah. the peel off the ball, like I understand. But I'm not out or anything. It's just it's we know what to fix, and it's a defense. Once we do that, we're fine. We have no problem scoring the basketball, even though we had 105 points in this game. I mean, it's been a yeah. track meet literally every other game. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you're not. And, like, obviously this is a really long way away, but you don't win playoff games like that. Like, Oh, God, no. No. When you're in the playoffs, let's just go ahead and look at it. Yes, I understand the Warriors are not very good right now. You're against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You outscoring them every night? Yeah. No. You have to be able to stop somebody. And I understand, like, everybody saying, look, we were 9-10 and 10 last year with the 30th defense, and then we came back and had the best defense in the league. I understand that. But there was something that jolted us into that motion. And obviously, I don't want Ja get hurt again to do that. Right. But, like, we, there has to be a spark. I mean, Taylor Jenkins about damn near used six timeouts in the first two minutes of that ball game, <laughs> yeah. trying to yell at them to stop going under on Malik Beasley threes. Like, yeah. did you see Malik Beasley? Did you see Malik like grittying at the logo? I was so pissed when he did yeah. that. To, to be fair, his soul's still in uh, FedEx forum. Like, That's what I'm saying. He had, a few, like, he, he had some he had some cute stats, but uh, you still got obliterated by John. The playoffs. He's grittying at a home Utah Jazz game in October. Like, get out of here! Like, you ended your life. Like, I know. But shout out the Jazz, best offseason in the NBA. <laughs> Dude, hey, hold on. You can't even say that's a bad statement right now because I'm gonna be honest with you. Da- even Danny Ainge didn't know okay. this team was gonna be that okay, nice. Bro. 
I'm so sick of these like Utah Jazz people over. It's literally the Houston Rockets of two years ago. Do you remember that? Or maybe it was of last year. It was right after Silas got hired. Maybe. They like had a winning record after like 20 games. They're like 10 and eight or something. And everybody was freaking out about the the Houston Rockets right after the trade of James Harden. And of course, they ended up winning like 25 games. It's going to be this exact same movie over again. If this team's a play-in team, I would. I'd, I'd be willing to put money on that if you are. So, but they're going to be a playing team. Yeah, I mean, with, dude, unless they trade Lori Market in a way, they're going to be a playing team, dude. He is okay. Michael Jordan right now. I'll make that. I'll make that bet with you. I'm dead. I see. <laughs> when you come over and we record the main pod tomorrow, I'm, I'm, we're having a discussion about this. Bet bet. Because okay. <laughs> I'm just not sold. Like I, everyone's freaking out. Who's got to? But it's a land full of misfits, and I think they're all just working together. I got something for, I'm like, no. 82 games of that roster, I promise you, shit's going to even out. <laughs> I, you have Dude. to have a consistent 25-point-per-game yeah. score, and it, yeah, I just don't. Colin Sexton's well, done it before, but he's incredibly inefficient and selfish. So uh, He's not selfish. He has more assists than Jordan Clarkson, but uh, dude. They're gonna make trades. We, I, this is not gonna be the roster that makes it to 82 games. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. So, like, Danny Ainge is already sitting there, like, dude, y'all gotta get these players off my hands. We're winning too many games. Like, yeah. Danny Ainge is saying that right now. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk just pisses me off more than any of play. We could use Kelly Olynyk. I'm serious. Like, we need a big that can stretch the floor right now. Like, uh, would you want to trade for him? I'd, oh, I'd be down. I've been down to trade for Kelly Olynyk for the past like three years. Yeah, for like, sure. Well, I would love Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, me too. I don't know how well he defends though. Is the thing I I genuinely have no idea. I'm not a huge Kelly Olynyk basketball watcher, but is what it is. <laughs> um, hey, he put he put 23 on our head in that first Jazz game. Yeah, he did for sure. He did do that. Uh, Tyus Jones has been good for us. I want to talk about him just a little bit. Him playing alongside Ja has been great offensively. Defensively is where it's starting to hurt us. You saw this in spot minutes last year, Tyus and Ja, but now you're having to play them two together quite a bit just because, you know, we don't really have any other scores, especially with Desmond Bain out like he was Monday. How bad do you think that's hurting us defensively having to play them extended minutes together? To be fair, I don't think it's hurting us more than playing anybody else on the court is at the moment. I <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, agree. I'm super down. And I know what you're meaning because, like, mm. that's two smaller guards. Um, offensively, it's so good that I think potentially when Jaron or when other people start coming back, that's not that's going to be like overlooked defensively because we might be able to like help. Uh, that's why we got away with it in the playoffs last year with Jaron and I love them two playing together because it takes the ball handling like pressure off of 12 well it takes everything off of 12 if I'm being honest with Mm -hmm. you because like Mm -hmm. Tyus brings the ball off the court and then Josh gets to run like and like he just do whatever he wants and the defense can't stop it because if you try to just double team Josh guess what Tyus is gonna bang the shot in your face like Tyus is great he's a great Oh, he's a starting point guard. Let's be honest. I mean, he's a starting point guard caliber in this league. We just have the nice luxury of having him. And he he played incredible in the game that Ja missed on, uh, I think it was Saturday, um, when he was out with the flu. So like he played incredible. Obviously, we didn't win that game, but that game that game was the most winnable of our losses because mm-hmm. the other two losses you've been blown off the court. But like that game was winnable, and it was one of those things where you're winning the ball game, then all of a sudden they could couldn't miss, and then they try to give it back to you. 
like really well. They try to give it back so well, but you just slipped on the inbound. So like we play well and we can score. We know that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to learn that you can't score 130 every game. Like one one game or the other, somebody's gonna be shooting poorly or somebody's not gonna be there. Like you have to we have to understand we can't just score 130 and beat somebody 130 29 every night. Exactly. Um, you and I talked, you know, we've guessed all off season when Jaron's going to be back. I think you said November, I said December, um, with him back, what rookie do you kind of think takes a backseat? Like goes back to the end of the bench. Like you think it's Roddy, you think it's LaRavia, who do you think it is? If it's, if it's a rookie, I'd probably say Roddy just based on how LaRavia is shooting. I see it more hitting, uh, X X has only played a little bit right now, but X won't play at all as soon as Jaron comes oh, okay, back. No, That's no. as much as that pains me to say. Um, and I think Santi's minutes will get shot significantly because at the end of the day, I love Santi and he's done really well. But Brandon Clark's also played really well, and that unless they use Santi at the bit center and then let or they use Brandon at the center and Santi at the four in that backup unit, I don't know how that dynamic's going to work, but. And we're considering Santi a rookie. I know you and I both kind of consider him a rookie because he hasn't played significant minutes yeah. other than this year. So, like, mm-hmm. I see Santi and uh, Roddy kind of taking more of a hit because I think LaRavia, he's shooting the pill off. Like, I mean, he's he's incredible right He's now. a perfect fit next to Ja. And, but that's that's the thing about defense, man. Instead of D-Melt being there knocking down threes for you and also being able to defend, you have a rookie out of Wake Forest yeah. that really – you know, shooters like that really can't defend anything. And I think yeah. this is a combination of things. It's not just one lineup, not just one player. Uh, that's really – it's why this is such a complex problem and why Taylor Jenkins has really yet to figure it out through eight games for sure. And he will. We, you and I yes. both know he's going to yes. figure something out because at the end of the day, since the Taylor Jenkins era, we've always found a way to neutralize something. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we're just not neutralizing anything, so it's not showing up. Right. But at the end of the day – we're going to, we're going to trust the process no matter how tough it is for me and you. And obviously we're, we got a lot to say right now because it's frustrating. That's all we got to go on. But like we've trusted the process long enough to know that we're a good basketball team. We're, we're traded out some pieces for some rookies who haven't played very many minutes in the NBA and they're going to be a learning curve. I mean, last year, let's, let's just look at Zaire at this time last year, man. Like he, he was running out against Devin Booker. He had no chance, just like David Roddy against Luka Doncic. I think Zaire yeah. progressed as the year went on, and these rookies will do the same. We're going to be just fine. Exactly. Like, I mean, last year, you remember, we started him against the 76ers, and he had the game-winning shot, and he bricked it. Yeah. And the very next game, I think he led us in uh, threes made against the Knicks and really was the bright spot until job turned up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very next game. It was throw it away. You missed it. It doesn't matter. Move mm-hmm. on. And I think I think that's going to start – we're going to start seeing that as the year progresses. And who knows, by playoff time, both of those, Roddy and Moravia, might be playing best basketball of their lives. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, that's what I'm hoping for. You got anything <laughs> else? Because I think, like, we're going to be just fine. I, I really do. It's just going to take some time. I think we're still yeah. two, three, four weeks away from really seeing what this team – like, what their potential is in the playoffs, possibly a championship and so on. Exactly. And it's also one of those things like where these guys haven't played basketball together very much. Like, no. let's be honest, we still haven't seen our starting five play much basketball together. I think it was 100 minutes last year. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had any this year. So, like, it's one of those things where it's going to start coming together. It's going to gel together like it always does. 
But the last thing I'm going to leave you with, just because, why not? So, in the last four games, since our favorite player has been back. Your favorite player has um, been back. <laughs> debatable. But, anywho, against the Nets, he had the third most FGAs. Okay. Against the Kings, he had the third most FGAs. Against the Jazz, in both games, he had the second most FGAs. Um He's not shooting it great either. He he's just shooting it right now. Um, I I know where you're going. The Utah game when Desmond Bain's out, I'm fine with 16 shots. I was about like to that's, say, that's yeah. yeah. No, I was about to say it's it, with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, Ja didn't play one of those games, and him and hit in that one game, that first game against the Jazz, when he had 30, we mm-hmm. needed all of it. Grant, we right. still lost, but he played incredible. Right. Um, and it's one of those things where, and I'm doing it more just to just to poke fun at him right now. But like, especially because KD dropped 37 on his ass, De'Aaron Fox dropped 27 on his ass, Kelly Olynyk, Lori Marketing, and Colin Sexton, and Jordan Clarkson all combined for 150,000 points. Lori Marketing had 31, and Malik Beasley had 18. Like he's not doing a damn thing on the other side. So I just get to poke fun at both sides. But Cooper, like, he he's a heart of the team, man. He he defends like TA. No. Yeah, f and break. Dude, can we can we? Can, can TA come out of retirement? Like, yeah, I think no TA shit. I'd rather better. have 48 year old TA. To <laughs> rather, yeah. Give me 48 year old TA. Cause, like, and also, I'm, I'm just going to leave you with this. Cause obviously, I can make fun of him all day. I have all of his stats written down to make fun of him. But, like, the Jay Crowder for Dylan Brooks. I was just about to say. Would you like, still do I it? I could talk about this shit every. I'd do it straight up right now. I, I would too. I, it, it, I don't. And guess what? Jay we Crowder wouldn't have to get Jay Crowder shots. a massive extension. Like it, it, it just makes so much sense on paper, and I just, I just don't get it. But yeah, I don't whatever. Know. Whatever. Yogurt is. I don't. People, tonight, people are married to Dylan Brooks, eighteen points a game on fourteen percent from the field, and giving up. I don't know. The, the, just the like how people talk about him as a defender. He's a great defender. He's a pest, but he's not. I mean, this he's is a guy who's never made an all-defensive team. Not first, yeah. not second, ever. Let's yeah. not act like he has. And uh, and to be fair, I really wish Damian Lillard uh, – Damian's not playing tonight, is he? No, he's not. Yeah, see, I really wish Dame was playing because Dylan against Dame in that, before the, that bubble year where he should have been probably all-defensive second team at least, he – just he dominated Dame like every time we played Dame. So Dylan I really on smaller guards. Yes, yeah. a Dame and Dylan did a great job on Steph in the playoffs. Steph's numbers weren't great in the playoffs. He does really good against smaller guards, but guys like um, Luka. just like yeah, I was about to say guys like Luca or Kevin Durant, just like small forward type Kawhi Leonard, Paul George always plays well against Murray, us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Things. That's understandable. Just. Dylan's good when he can swallow you up, but guys his size are bigger. He really has a tough time with. Exactly. And to I didn't give all the stats, but he did like when he was on Kevin Durant, he didn't stop him, but he Kevin Durant just gave us buckets. So like at the end of the day, that's the greatest scorer of all time. So like yeah, I, yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> kill Dylan for that one, but no. I just poke fun to poke fun. Oh, yeah, if sure. he plays like shit tonight, you know I'm gonna be on his ass <laughs> tomorrow. Oh my god. I know you'll be I know you'll be texting me for sure. <laughs> Oh, I'll be living. Yeah. <laughs> Worse than old Miss games. 
Oh, no, there's nothing. <laughs> nothing will ever top that. No, I gave nothing. you a full 30, 30 minutes straight of just nothing but text and voice memos. <laughs> yeah. For sure. By the way, if y'all listen to uh, our Hampton Sports podcast, you guys know that we went to play trivia last night. It's a tough scene, Coop. It's a tough scene. Ooh. Hey, but we carried, though. That's all that matters. We did carry. We got, do we even remember a sports question besides the NHL one? You and I know, we don't know Jack Shaw. No, that's. That was the only sports question. And we were literally only two off on that one. So I, I wasn't like, that was the only sports question was the most consecutive Stanley Cup championships. Yeah. And our, our guy at Brookhaven Pub, Kev, he was not that last night. He nah, was not it. Nah, he wasn't it. Showed he up late help. and everything, man. He was not him. I'll tell you who is him, John Morant. Hopefully he goes for 80. By the time you're watching this, you know the results of this game, though. He going for 50. I'm calling it right now. I know that <laughs> bum-ass defense of Portland. Going for 50. Here for her. Chauncey's like turned it around now. <laughs> it's scary. Chauncey's, dude, he's coach of the year candidate right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. Bro, you got anything else? No, nah, only go Grizz and they're going to win by 40 tonight. That's how I'm feeling too. As we like completely shoot on the team for 40 minutes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, nah, see, you got to watch it all the way to the end to hear the good stuff. We, yeah, we don't get did. the good stuff immediately. Come yeah. On. Everybody wants the bad news before the good. No, oh, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. All right. Well, I hope you have a great, great night, my guy. Yes, sir. You too. Go Grizz. Go Grizz.